0: Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host.
1: Hello, I am Jim Short.
0: Jim, today we have an amazing guest. He is a um, singer-songwriter, musician, composer, um, amazing, uh, so many things. Dan Wilson.
2: Hi. (laughs) Hi, Dan Wilson. To be amazing.
0: You're amazing. Um, You know, we. the, we think that the music world is very small, um, but we've done. Uh, Jim and I have done a number of shows with an ex-bandmate of yours, with um, John Munson. Oh wow! Did we did, d- did you do wits? Yeah, oh, tremendous. We've yeah, done, I've done wits wits a, that show too a bunch of times. Have you done it? Mm-hmm. And and then so when you do it, do you do um, do do you sort of do more so any kind of semi-sonic stuff with him?
2: You know, we ha- Have we done any of that? We did one. Uh, we did closing time together one time. And then um, forgot to do any semi sonic the second time.
0: <laughs> 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 that's, that's really good that you don't cool. That's cool. It. Yeah. yeah, I was like,
2: we get to do whatever do we want to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: cool. Yeah. that's really cool. And then so when you guys, um, when you, so when you guys were just so you did it there when in Minneapolis in or Saint Paul? Did,
2: did one in Saint Paul with uh, Fred Willard
0: yes and that'd be great
2: that was my one moment in my entire life of like sketch improv comedy because he basically took everything I said and turned it into something awesome Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. it made me look really great (laughs) and then I did um, a show that wits. Uh, brought to Largo here in LA. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was
2: cool. That was Zach Galifianakis was on that. Yeah. And yeah. Sarah, uh, uh, Watkins and, mm-hmm. you know, lots of people.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's really fun. And then, um, so it's like, to me, it's a very, it's a, it's a kind of a very rock and roll kind of a show. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. def- it's definitely a fun thing where comics and musicians can kind of play and do both.
2: I liked it a lot for that. And it's, and it's the second time. Um, for my participation was much more musical, and that felt great too. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah. There's something just kind of, um, I don't. I, I don't like that sort of old-fashioned radio show aspect of it. Yeah, I guess that's it, what it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. A, it's got kind of that Prairie Home Companion feeling too. Yeah, a little bit. It's the same theater.
2: I was almost on it a third time um, when uh, Nico Case was on it. Oh yeah. And um, we started, and and they asked me to sing some harmonies on a song that she was singing. And she and mm-hmm. she, so she and I got up and and during sound check, and we. Sang the harmonies, and every time I sang the harmony, it threw her off <laughs> uh, the melody and messed her up. And eventually, I fired myself, so I didn't appear on that. I didn't appear on that episode. Oh wow! But, so, but nobody
1: else. You were the one. Who I was. Went, like, everyone you know, else was go. being
2: really nice. You know, everyone was like, "No, let's try some more. Let's try it again." And <laughs> Nico was like, you know, near tears, but she couldn't bring herself to get rid of me either. So I finally just said, "I got you know." Oh, it It's hard go. to do I'm the harmonies,
0: though. I mean, it's like yeah. hard to get it to keep it in your mind of well, you, you, even a second you can lose it
2: there's either like I grew up in a Lutheran atmosphere of constant harmony churchy harmony mm-hmm. I wasn't super religious but we just were really steeped in that in that yeah. harmonizing so I never have had any trouble but I know for some people just the stability like you're unstable in your note yeah you know where are, where am I where am I you know like falling
0: it's yeah. hard are you guys gonna
2: harmonize together we almost did yeah, yeah it was yeah. good but we're not gonna I'll tell you what that's uh, pretty good. So nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can okay. tune that later, yeah. Together, okay? Yeah, yeah we're okay. gonna <laughs> think it. But
1: "Lutheran Atmosphere of Constant Harmony" is a mm. great title. Oh
0: yeah, that's like a yeah. "Lutheran Atmosphere of uh, Con- Constant, <laughs> Constant Lutheran harmony. harmony." "Lutheran Atmosphere of Constant <laughs> Harmony" is like it's like a good. Um, it's like a it's like a Beirut album or something. It's like It's got to those-
2: be somebody actually kind of threatening and scary though. Don't yeah. You really mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a little ominous, yeah. <laughs> which is sadly I then I can't use I it. I don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know you but your record is pretty dark but the, the mm. your your album Love Without Fear yeah. is a beautiful beautiful record and you you at first listen you think that these might be kind of happy cheerful songs mm. and then you really like the the cheerfulness and the sweet poppiness you really deteriorates when you hear the subject matter
2: <laughs> <laughs> i had the, i had the blues for a while and i and i th- and i thought i'm you know some of the, some of the songs were really re- re- very blue and and uh, and uh, I thought oh I'll just I'll just get into this I'll I'll, I'll I set myself up with like six weeks alone mm-hmm. and I just thought I'm going to finish these songs I'm going to write a bunch of songs for this record and it, it sort of got out of hand it got carried away like yeah. with the sadness and, and yeah. but in a way it ends up with you know I feel better now. And the album is very pure in what it is. You know, it's it's a certain very specific thing. You know.
0: Well, it's purely. You know, it is. I like it as a summer album because it's very much like I'm gonna like lay out on the pool and I'm gonna think about all the bad decisions I've made. (laughs) But like the soundtrack. How long of uh, a layout
2: on the pool is that actually?
0: (laughs) (laughs) until something
2: bad happens. Oh, I see. Right, right.
0: It's that feeling, that kind of Southern California. um, Is that that particular like relationship failure? you know it's, it's just like <laughs> a very very specific the uh, like the sound of it, it because it's so um, shimmering and, mm. and bright and brightly textured mm. and then there's a little bit of there's a little Beach Boysy feeling yeah. and like harmonies mm-hmm. in California and yeah. but there's so much um, truth bitter suffering but it's,
1: it's in there even from the beginning because that first song is really so it's a gr- you listen to it it sounds so great but what's the first line there's a lot of lonely people on the road yeah there's a lot of lonely I, people I, on the I, road I, that jumped at me because I'm on the road doing comedy yeah. and that mm. one might be the loneliest thing you could ever do. Yeah.
2: But everyone on the road is lonely. I think, yeah. To yeah. some degree. But it's it, almost like you jump out. You, even if you meet a hundred people on the road and you're hanging out with them, everybody's all kind of being lonely together. It's so yeah. yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And that was what I was f- sort of put, trying to out there in that song yeah
0: yeah but it's lonely of the the album the 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 loneliness and the it's very existential things that come out the sound of it is so bright and trippy and and colorful Mm. and poppy and i I love that i love that you know you're you're taking the these very very darkly poetic messages and you're you're packaging it in in a in a way that is really appealing and different um which is i like my sadness with with yeah with, with candy co- yeah, coat clarity it's, it's
2: like uh, those uber saturated uh, color photographs mm-hmm. just you know happens to be of sad things yeah,
0: yeah. it's like a yeah. keen painting <laughs> you know it's a, that that sort of um, it's a pop poppy mm-hmm. sadness it's a very stylized sadness but mm-hmm. um, now do you think like uh, would you say you're a pop guy would you say you're a, like uh, if you go back and think about pop in the sense of like the raspberries or like um Mm. uh the (laughs) wonderman's or like beach boys pop
2: you know it's it's funny because there was a time i mean i guess that's kind of where i fall and sometimes it's it's what do you have to work with like like my voice has this kind of rising um sweet quality to it Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not gruff and rough it's Mm -hmm. you know it's not Mike Doty or you know Mm -hmm. sort of it's more like kind of boyish in a way and so Mm -hmm. I think I'm just working with what I got to work with you know And when I work with other singers probably I can gravitate more easily like I can go with them to their area yes but but my thing is I'm just I just wanted to you know I made uh, with Semisonic early on I made this song um uh this really, really, like, angry, dark, uh, kind of violent song called Kneel Down. And I played it for my friend. And it started to get played on the radio in Minneapolis. And I played Ooh. it for my friend Craig, who's a really smart... Craig Wright is a, a really smart screenwriter, and and he writes TV shows and plays and stuff. And he's a very good analyst of ideas. And he listened, and he said, you know what, Dan? Here's the thing. This is a really good, existentially angsty you know, angry song, but we don't need that from you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: We don't want that from you. Mm-hmm. We'll get it from someone else. Yeah. You know, like Metallica. Yeah. So, And in a, in a weird way, I was like, wow. So that's, that's how I can weed things out. Like, what do people need from me? What Ooh. do people sort of not hmm. need from me? Yeah. It was very interesting. I mean, that's I can't deep. always nail it, but it was a really good, you know, way of like separating it out. And he was gently saying, you know, you didn't, doesn't quite sound right. It doesn't feel right for you mm-hmm. to be so full of anger. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, with this record too, the way that you've done it is that you figured out a way to tell your truth but not do it in, as an imposter. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah try to really be real about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like,
0: still perfect.
2: have my cake and eat it too, you know, sort of have harmonies. And it's a little bit like, it um, doesn't sound like Fleetwood Mac, but Fleetwood Mac has a little bit of that where you're kind of jaunting along, all happy, yeah. and then you like, listen to what they're saying, and you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> this is terrible." Well, I think
0: you're you're right about the Fleetwood Mac. Actually, I don't think it sounds like Fleetwood Mac, but I do think it sounds like a bit of a, You've got a bit of a Christine McVie mm.
2: because Christine oh.
0: McVie is she's the best. She's
2: my hero. She's yeah. my hero.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's really got that this that sort of. Dark truth with a with a sunny um, expression, like a sunny yeah. you know yeah. a sunny outlook, yeah. but it's it's a it's a, a, a bad difficult story.
2: What did you say about my album? It was sunny and sad.
0: It's sunny and sad.
2: Oh my gosh, I, I loved I I loved that. I thought that was beautiful.
0: But it is. It's true. It's like the most sun dappled bitterness. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't really, um, I, I, think, I think, I can't really think of, like, the, a better way. That's mm-hmm. the thing, that's what it is, because, it, you know, you, you, you sort of think about Southern California as being kind of this weird land manifestation of happiness, mm. but really, so very few people are happy here. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's true. It's funny, because I have, um, a collaborator, a collaborator of mine, Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. uh, said to me when I moved to L.A. four years ago, he said, it's going to be interesting hearing what, what your songs turn into now. Yeah. You know? It was <laughs> yes. like, oh, okay. Like I didn't even know what he was talking about, but I think this record does feel like that, you know? It well, it makes perfect
0: sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I have come to the right place. <laughs> it's like if, if you... um if you if you took like Edward Gorey and then you threw him out on like the beach in the 1960s, oh dude, <laughs> you know it's yeah, like
2: speaking my language in a big way, right? Yeah, now. Yeah, mm. but you know
0: it's like you're combining these things that like it's like it, it, you're taking what is sort of traditionally a like very British very kind of or east coast or kind of mid atlantic kind of mm-hmm. perspective and bringing it to <laughs> california and not just california but the beach. I don't know why I think about the beach <laughs> and the so sun awesome. and everything but it is it is a kind of a sunny thing. Yeah. But now so you work with um, a lot of different things like you mm-hmm. you know you're in a band for a long time you did you know did all that like touring yeah. and everything and now you're here and you're you're um actually like a songwriter mm, yeah. for other singers yeah. too. Yeah. So that's it that's an interesting beautiful job yeah i love that I, I love that's it cool.
2: I, I had a i had a youthful picture of what it would be like not really what the experience would be like but just that it could happen because i was into um my parents were super into carol king yeah and so i had this from early days i had this picture that you could write songs for other people yeah they would cover your you know beatles did chains and james taylor did you've got a friend and you know i Mm. just like so that was my like very earliest musical memories was kind of listening to those hearing those records that my parents would play and then like slowly discovering that oh she's almost like this uh song machine you know Mm -hmm. and and so now and so i try like lately i've been trying to do that in a big way i've um Every couple years I do this thing where I write a song every day for mm-hmm. a month yeah, or as long as I can stand it. And I'm currently seven weeks into that. Mm-hmm. And it makes you slightly crazy because also the, the, I try to stick by the rules of start it and finish it on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Got to have every word and note of melody finished. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be long, but it, does, but it can't be you know, a sketch for later work. Yeah. And then it doesn't have to be good.
0: Okay. So, yeah.
2: and then what happens is you write for like a month and a half, and you know twenty of them are terrible, but ten of them are amazing. Yeah. You know, and you're into like so. I'm and when I'm doing this, which I'm doing these days, um, then when I do a session with somebody, I'm so helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. It's I just like bleed music. You know, so I like. I, they they'll say here's the beginning of a title, and I'll go. It goes like this. You know, and I'll just oh. like just you know out it comes. Yeah. So it it's and it's fun for me also to like think about someone else's like that thing about my song that was you know too cruel to really be my song It's yeah. fun for me to come at it with a fan perspective, like what do I wanna hear from you yeah what would I wanna what what notes would I want to hear your voice making and you know mm-hmm. what vibe mm. you know what would what even what aspect of your life am I weirdly interested in as a fan? you know what I yeah. mean yeah like that yeah. voyeuristic thing, so yeah, it's fun for me to be. On the other side of that, and just try to be helpful and inspiring to someone.
0: How do you figure out what notes are right? Like, how do you figure out what notes are right for you? Like that—that's mm. for me as a songwriter. I'm like always trying to figure that, and I—I I yeah. like I realize it also has to do with the notes in context with each other. Yeah. But um, how do you know? Like, where do you where do you start with that?
2: Well, there's a, there's t- you you I don't know I I guess I would the way I would put it is maybe you work forward with just pure ideas that Mm -hmm. might or might not not be perfect for your own particular sound, but you hear it in your mind or it pops out. Mm -hmm. And then you work backwards. You say, well, the key is a little too high. Let's move the key down. You work backwards and you say that one leap mm could be a little higher. So it's more, you know, like a little more of a break. You 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 can revise a little bit if I'm listening to someone, I'm kind of thinking, okay, where not really consciously, but you know, where are the breaks in their voice? Yeah, where do they have to go to falsetto because oh. almost that moment of like like yeah, straining at the top of the range or at a break point in the range mm-hmm. has this emotional it feels like emotion already. Right. You might just be doing vowels at that point, but yeah. it already has some juice to it, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's mm. true. That's it's like right where it breaks. And my favorite songs are like vocally are like those um, those weird when it is like kind of close to the break. Like mm. um, this woman's work that by Kate Bush. Mm, yeah. It's so all the breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Mm. Yeah, but it's all br- like that. That zone of like being where the vo- voice is breaking in so many different scales.
2: Right. And it's hard. And we, I don't know, there's like some people, Sarah McLaughlin can do it anywhere in her range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange, amazing skill. Yeah. yeah. Ad- Adele, who, who, whom I've written several songs with, has like a, f- a couple spots and you can really hear like, she she goes rolling in the deep. She's like the, yeah. that word deep is like ouch, you know. She's halfway between falsetto and mm-hmm. and her full voice, mm-hmm. and sometimes she pushes it to full voice, and you really feel that struggle as kind of tied in with the message.
0: It's the emotion. It's a it's 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 the the effort that it's it just r- really grabs you by the heart. You yeah. know that's a beauty to it. Yeah. Um, does Adele double track? Some things, or well,
2: you know, actually, it was very interesting because I, because I, um, uh, two of the songs we wrote on 21, I didn't produce, mm-hmm. but um, I produced uh, someone like you, mm-hmm. and so I did the vocal, mm-hmm. and the engineer and I probably tuned about three words, yeah, because the first take was so amazing, you know, we, we would we. Some of the stuff was from the second day. Some was, some was from the first day. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't double-tracked. It wasn't auto-tuned, except for like a couple words that were so awesome and we could never get that same vibe. Yeah. I mean, literally. Tiny, almost like corrections you could have made 30 years ago. Yeah. and Or 40 years ago. And uh, then I would read all these things in the reviews about how, well, of course, they took her voice and, you know, fixed everything about it and perfected it. And I'm like, no, I, God, I want to stand up on a table and say, no, we, didn't, we hardly fixed anything yeah. that woman can sing, you know, yeah. it's real.
0: And you can, you can tell it's authentic. I mm. mean, there, there is such an authenticity to her. That's why I think people love her so much. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, they, so, so if the critics are blinded by their too much knowledge of how much you can fix it, mm-hmm. the people can hear that it's just somebody really expressing their feelings yeah yeah it's more direct
0: yeah and getting to the to the root of it i mean that yeah that's what i love about her singing is that it's just so it 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 is so heart just hardwired into my heart Mm. but then like i was thinking like is it double track is it yeah
2: how does she do this how does she do how does she
0: have all that power
2: it's funny there was um a long time ago i used to listen to a lot of blues records and um and I loved uh, Howlin' Wolf, and I loved Willie Dixon, and I loved Bessie Smith, and uh, listened to the, a lot of those records all the time when I was starting to learn about music. And as I got a little more sophisticated about recording and how it's done, I, I, I used to wonder what they did to make Howlin' Wolf sound like he was inside a tin can. You know, it was right. just such a weird, like resonant, kind of metallic, freaky thing about Howlin' Wolf's voice. And then years later, after I had sort of given up that question or forgotten about it, I read this interview with the dude who was the engineer for all those Howlin' Wolf Mm -hmm. records. And the interviewer really wanted to know, like, how did you get that strange, unique, you know, resonant, inhuman kind of tone out of Howlin' Wolf? And the engineer said, you just put any microphone in front of him. He sounds like that. It's not a trick. It's yeah. just him. It's just his head, you know? It's yeah. just the shape of his mouth or something. Mm-hmm. But so many things that we think are like trickery, mm-hmm. it's it's actually just the person's body and the soulfulness that they ha- bring to right. it, you know? Right, You know, yeah. when people forget that in the music making process, they forget that, yeah, if it's Howling Wolf, you just put any mic and it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You just record what he's doing right now and it's gonna be f- amazing, you know?
0: Um now are you always like kind of like at this point are you always like listening to new singers people sending you things people trying to kind of get you inspired so mm-hmm. that you'll like write something for somebody or yeah. do you do you hear people all the time now
2: Yeah I have it's 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 uh I do listen to a lot of music and it's funny because I I get a lot of like you know submissions from record labels and management people and you know friends mm-hmm. you got to hear my friends sing and um, and uh, I spend a lot of time on my own art, on my visual art yes. and on my songs and my, my own recordings. And, and it's almost like I have to remember, um, you know, if I have a little pile of listening to do, you know, like Ooh. 10 people that I have to listen to to just see if I want to write a song with them. Like, I have to remember, I, I, I can't view it as a, 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 a labor. Right. Yeah, I can't be like, ah, this fucking you know yeah. pile of CDs I got to listen <laughs> yeah. to, or, or yeah. you know these files have come into my computer. You know, ah, mm-hmm. I have to be like joyful about it and right. think like, like this is something that's really been offered in the spirit. You know, of mm. like, mm-hmm. uh, will be will anyone love this? You know, and mm-hmm. I have to really get like that vulnerable thing happening. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you know I have two kids and uh, 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 you know I'm just the sort of a typical sort of artist slash dad type person so I'm I'm always feeling like pressed for time you know mm-hmm. so it's really kind of one of the challenges is like to you know to treat the possibilities of people that I want to work with me as like okay here's a here's a pile of CDs you know that's like this massive gift to me in the world you know mm-hmm. these are people who want to jam yeah you know yeah I, I, like this I, I it's not like I'm super jaded or or uh dark about it. It's just when you're when you're zipping from thing to thing. I was just listening to this Bob Dylan song called uh, No Time to Think. Mm-hmm. It's on Street Legal and uh he's talking basically he has all these like there's like uh emperors and captains and all these people who are yeah. like the bosses and the sort of ed- legendary epic characters mm-hmm. and at the end of every stanza is is and no time to think. It's mm-hmm. like, even these people who are like Caesar, you know, mm-hmm. Caesar in the song would be, would be going like, ah, I don't have a moment to spare, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm ruling Rome, it's so time consuming, you know, and I have to like, make sure that I don't get into that mode of like, ah, no time to think yeah. know, at all times. Yeah, you know. yeah. Are you, are you a big Dylan guy? Oh, I'm totally into Dylan. What do you think,
1: um, at, the re- at this time of recording, they just announced yesterday they're going to put out the full basement tapes mm. Which uh, talk about some that's that was kind of a sideline that Dylan had. He mm. wrote so many songs. A yeah. lot of times it would be, "I'll send you this song," and that and that's the thing about the basement yeah. tapes. Everybody because they were not released uh, commercially, yeah, and they still haven't until this year, two thousand and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's so many songs. That's that kind of idea too. Like, well, here's a song. Send it to. To the birds. Send this to yeah. Manfred Mann. Yeah. And they all had hits with that. But that is kind of that thing. That is that thing too. Like him and the band just got together in a basement and just let let's just jam and do covers and write songs and just come up with the stuff. Yeah. But that's what it made me think of too. That, I, you um, know, I
2: love that. And I, I was actually while I was it's funny that you should say that because while I was driving over here, I was thinking about Bob Dylan, which I do quite often, I guess. But I was thinking about his the records I love of his most are the ones where he lets the musicians actually learn the songs and sound good, because mm-hmm. he's kind of infamous for let's run through it once and then he goes, "Okay, that was it." You know, did you get it? What? We're moving you know, on to another. Yeah, one. the musicians <laughs> never got a chance to like learn the chords or anything. You know? Street
1: Legal is kind of an interesting one because not a lot of people bring up Street Legal because yeah. he, he's got so many albums that unless you're a freak, you don't know them all. Yeah. But s- s- Street Legal's kind of been looked over. Uh, but it's such a. there's so many great songs on there it's but amazing. it's such a big
2: band uh yeah it sort of it it sounds too, a little yeah. more organized than some of his records but i was thinking he you know one of his things is like get in run through it once that's the take we're done let's move on to another yeah. song partly it might be because he just writes so damn many songs that mm-hmm. you know he only has time to record them one time yeah if he was going to yeah. record them all twice he'd run out of time you know it's that kind of sense of like but that you know, I like urgency. That. I, you know? I like
1: that sound. I like that too. I mean, because the great thing about some Dylan's uh, songs, when you think that he did like Desolation Row in a couple of takes, yeah. or some of the songs on Blonde on Blonde, and yeah. he didn't, he didn't even really run through it with those no, guys. No, a quick run through, and we're going to do um uh, uh what's the really long song? On, uh, Visions uh, of Johanna. Visions or? of Johanna, yeah. and. Um, uh, oh, the, the the one at the end Oh shit I should know this I'm, I know, I'm I know old and I can't remember about. But mm-hmm. the one that's really long That, mm-hmm. that is basically a full side mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. side four mm-hmm. And it was like And all the musicians are like Is it going to keep going? Is it going to keep going? Yeah, but yeah. he is that guy That he yeah. just, just just does it And maybe still sort of works that way a bit
2: It's funny because I'm sort of Trying to cultivate that in my own life In and, and a lot of things And uh, I, I've been looking through um I have an intern which is kind of awesome cuz I have a really good intern and I have uh, he's he's been compiling a list for me of all the songs that I've written in the past maybe like seven or eight years and also which ones have been recorded and which mm-hmm. ones are very you know like raw or whatever and yeah the number is like I have I have two piles right now I have a, a notion of doing a record called Recovered, where, yeah. where I would sing the songs that I wrote for other people's records. Oh, okay. And they, You know, it's like them covering me. Now I'm going to recover yeah, the songs. Yeah, that's great. And I have a huge list of songs that could work really well um, for that. And then I, I decided I was going to just explore the thought of doing another, like an EP or an album called uh, Uncovered. Which would be the songs that I wrote with people but never got recorded? Oh wow! Because I actually think, like, I wrote last last year. I got together with Matthew Cause from Not A Surf, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I really admire him a lot. We had a great, we had like four days, and we did three songs and and the, you know, the tracks with musicians like almost like Dylan. Like we just banged mm. it out. Yeah, and uh, those are really great. So what's you know what's going to happen with those? You yeah. know, I don't it's something. Like, I got like I just want to figure out a way to like be more. You know, deft in that that way. But I
0: love that. Maybe it's a double record. Maybe it's... Oh, one
2: side is... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I love
0: that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Or the... It's the... uh, Remember when I... Like... um, What did XTC... They they did Apple Venus and they did um, the other... But it's a double record but it came out separately. So it's like a double record and then about six months and then another double record or something. It was like a lot of music
2: admire that but it's cool yeah i want to do that it's really good you gotta have like you i don't think i can do it in the like super obsessive like i was super obsessive on on love without fear Mm -hmm. like i tried a bunch of the songs several times and Mm -hmm. different musicians played with me on different things and and uh you know the next thing for me almost has to be get the songs together and have a long weekend with mm-hmm. like four brilliant people and mm-hmm. just like whatever whatever you're done with on early Monday morning is
0: it well know? there is a sense of really if there is a very meticulous quality to Love Without mm-hmm. Fear because mm-hmm. every note and you know every texture every moment is very um, precise yeah so I you, agree you know that that's yeah. like that. I could hear that intention yeah. like I was like this is a really like he really thought about everything.
2: Yeah, and it's a very sort of orchestrated sounding. Yes, you know, like it's not a bunch of people casually rocking out.
0: Mm-hmm. But know. it's it, it is the, the 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 album is different from your other records, and then also different from Semisonic and yeah. stuff because yeah. there is a it, it is so deliberate. That's what right. it is. Everything right. is very very deliberate. Yeah. And um, so, what is it? What do you think causes that? As a songwriter, what do you feel like this is? This means as for in your journey.
2: Well, it's interesting because I almost feel like I have to go too far in one direction and then I have to do like a backlash and do something else, you Mm -hmm. know, and I have to do like one year I'll do, I'll do, you know, I'll produce way too many other people's records. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the year, I'll just be like crying because I just spent so much time, Mm -hmm. you know, being a producer. Yeah. And then the next year I'll overreact and like not do anything and just do calligraphy and write my own songs and you yeah know, like, those sort of do background vocals on my own tracks or you know weeks and i think i think the it's that's just the way i work like i just sort of I don't hit the sweet spot. I sort of zoom past it, you know, mm-hmm. over and over again in well, different there, directions. But there's you know? a kind
0: of ma- mathematical quality. I mean, even though, like, um, mm-hmm. now you're talking about other d- different kinds of art that you do, like when, you know, like, you know, you've b- been, been a, a musician for some so some long, like, time, and then, ne- then I look at your visual art, too, and I see that your visual art has the same kind of meticulous quality, but it's a different, totally different art form. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's But like, the spirit
2: is still kind of the there. The spirit is still, yeah. it's the same artist, yeah. Yeah.
0: but yeah. it's totally a different expression.
2: You know, it's funny, because uh, I think meticulous is an interesting word, because um, like, if I'm working with someone else on their song, the area that I'm likely to be picky Ooh. is in the words of the song. Ooh. You know, I really... I don't mind if some f- phrases are bad, Mm-hmm. Or if some lines are bad, but I don't want anything to sound like, oh, that's just some songwriter gobbledygook that you s- stick mm-hmm. in, you know, for mm-hmm. a line or two. Like, or it's just like cliches that mm-hmm. don't need to be used, you know. Um. So I'm so in a way, like if I torture people that I work with or am too meticulous with them, it's probably just, you know, I kind of want the words to be kind of an onslaught. You know, I, I want it to be. I don't want to have a lot of slack. Yeah, you know, in the yeah. words, you know,
0: yeah, I know, it, I know what you mean. It's like, it's like you have this opportunity now. Let's just not be lazy. This, yeah. this, this has got to be. That, that's what I think about. Like, I get really frustrated with like people who are um, use comedy in their daily life, and it's just kind of they're re- repeating catchphrases or whatever, and <laughs> right, it's lazy right, comedy. Right. And I really despise that because that, to me, is like. Why do you even bother telling a joke? Because you're not telling a joke, really. You're just repeating something yeah. that a bunch mm-hmm. of people are saying. Yeah. And they're, they're like acting like this is comedy, but this is not. It's so. more
2: like a Pavlovian. It's a thing yes. that other people laugh at whenever they hear it. So you say it yes. again, everyone just laughs kind of. It's like a major, yeah. It's a you know? reflexive <laughs> thing, but
0: I think that's wrong. I don't think people should do that to comedy. But you can't. Then people think you just have no sense of
1: humor. <laughs> right, yeah, but it's like you want to hear some. But there is some of that too. Of like when when you write a, when you when you write jokes, sometimes sometimes you hear somebody else's joke and you go, S- say it. You can say it a different way. Um, you, there's a different phrasing or try a different. Word. I yeah. mean, be, you, you, it's probably. And it's definitely not the same way, you know, same art form. But yeah. there's similarities in that. Sometimes you can watch somebody and go, if you say it like this other way, or trying to, you know, change that word or whatever. It is that same critical look at somebody else's work.
2: I was just um, the other day. I was watching a, a Chris Rock television show. Oh, I could fix uh, his stuff easy. You could fix his stuff. <laughs> Actually, what I got the sense from I, a couple times. So I think we're 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 artists. Of diff- all different like you know genres or whatever, but there is a commonality, and you mm-hmm. can go to a movie and, and you can go, I'm loving this movie, but I know why that scene was really short. Mm-hmm. I know what they were doing, you know, mm-hmm. I, and or yeah. or I know why they took a little too long between every line because they're setting us up for something. Right. Like as right. an artist, you're sort of always thinking, oh man, you're so tricky, you know, look, yeah. look mm. what you just did. And I had that feeling about Chris Rock a few times where where he would repeat something three times yeah, and then he'd say something that like subverted what you thought he was going to say. So mm-hmm. the repetition kind of lulls you. You're like, ha, 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 mm-hmm. just laughing at this thing that he says. And then he like hits you from behind with yeah. th- this something that reverses it. And, and I just, I was just going, wow, there is almost like a poetic
0: it is precision
2: mm-hmm. that goes into yeah. that. You know, it's really yeah. cool. Which is mm-hmm. cool.
0: It's really cool.
2: Because those things, you know, there's somebody
1: like Chris Rock who goes in and just works it out and Mm -hmm. works it out and Mm -hmm. works it out. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what people say. You see him around the clubs or whatever, just with a germ of an idea. Mm. But that's where it starts, and then it builds. But guys like that, they really work on... It is. It's almost like a song or a a poem. It's worked out in the same way, you know, when you finally see it, you know.
2: I wonder, it's like with music, I feel like people hearing... Fans hearing uh, work in progress versions mm-hmm. doesn't feel bad to me. Like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's giving you're the store cool away. You know, like it's yeah, I'm okay with it. But I wonder with like, you know, with things, th- comedy, which so 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 depends on surprises. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that if you're sort of workshopping somewhere and they put it on the internet right away, is it uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It you don't. Weird?
0: You, you sort. Of, I think it's kind of weird. But well, it's yeah. a different thing you know, because
1: because it's. <laughs> You can only hear a joke once. I mean, you'll tell it many times, but an audience can only hear it once and have that response once. Right. And maybe a song, I mean, that first time it really hits you, but uh, you kind of listen to a song many times. And and it it actually, actually, I think uh, sometimes you listen to a song and you get more out of it the more you listen to it. But a joke, and especially, well, you've had that where people have, have... Surreptitiously recorded you, yeah. and then put shit online. You. Go, but these, these These yeah. jokes aren't ready yeah. yet. They're, They're not, not ready dying. for everyone. Yeah. They're ready for you tonight yeah. in this thing.
2: So now you're gonna laugh a little bit at something that if you only had let me just <laughs> work on it a little more. You know, there's a meticulous thing that we all do in our. I mean, you still have to have some angle that's loose, I guess, and some right. angle that's raw. Right. But there's a underlying kind of poetry or structure that does take revision and Mm -hmm. tries i find in songwriting like i i I came up in a art school background Mm -hmm. and the idea of like painting over your painting is perfectly normal yeah you know it's very or scraping it off you Mm -hmm. know like you know like you're and coming back the next day and oh no that's like way too bright and like changing everything you Mm -hmm. know Whereas in music, in writing a song, people, once they get past that first burst of, you know, blah, like the outburst, it's very hard for a lot of musicians to then take what they have written and make it better Mm -hmm. to revise it at all. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's interesting to me how, um, like there's one approach, like um, I wrote some, Songs with Corey Chisel, he's a really talented songwriter, and he does the Dylan thing. He just like writes way too many lyrics, mm-hmm. mm. and then you just pick and choose. You're not really revising, you know. Yeah. But then other people, like I, like I have a new song out with John Legend, and we talked. It was almost like a country session. I told him, we told stories and and traded ideas back and forth. And We got this, had this idea for a song, and and um, we almost like kind of decided what the song was going to be like before we wrote it Mm -hmm. which is very nashville yeah you know yeah and then when we wrote it you know it was a lot of laughing because the idea is to make you know it's not exactly jokes but if a rhyme is you know really makes the story three dimensional like Mm -hmm. everybody laughs like if you're in a songwriting session you know if some if some answering line is just so perfect and unexpected. Mm-hmm. Everyone laughs as though you're joking. Right. And so John and I were doing that, but it was but he's a real like he has that kind of uh ability to you know scrape a whole section away and do a whole different mm-hmm. thing there, you know. It's that ability to revise. And it's not it's not universal. Not everyone knows how to do that. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like but it's, it's it's something that I I understand like cause, like if I, if I write a song And uh, if I'm, like, not happy with the part of it or whatever, I'll just throw the whole song away. Mm. Like, I'm not going to go in and, like, fix...
2: Tinker, right? Tinker Mm. or
0: anything. Like, it's... For some reason, I have to... I feel like that somehow betrays the initial artistic impulse that caused me to, like, write the song in the first place. Yeah. So I'd rather just, like, toss the whole thing. But really, that's not... Uh, that's not what I do with jokes. Like with jokes, I'll actually like with jokes keep them around for like years and years and years, even though they like these things that have never worked. But I'll still keep trying, mm. and then maybe it'll work somewhere. I have a lot more faith in my joke writing than I do with my songwriting. Maybe because it's I've done that for longer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I will yeah. throw things away more readily as a songwriter.
1: Sometimes a joke just needs the right other part the other joke to go with it sometimes yeah. it's uh, everyone every comic in of has that we've you've, you've got a joke it's not working it doesn't work on its own and then you ever do that where you you would do another joke mm-hmm. a year or two later and you go hang on the other the other thing would fit with this yeah uh, so perfectly and you find a home for it but sometimes some things won't stand alone but people have done that in songs mm-hmm. some people oh, have yeah. done that where they've got like a little bit here and then and yeah. oh am yeah, oh, put, yeah. put that together with oh, something yeah. but you don't. A, you don't want to do that with the song. a chorus
2: that never worked with that other song, and you're working uh-huh. on this new song, and you realize if you just grafted them together, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I the thing, is, Margaret. That's interesting to me about the throwing the song away because one of my big breakthroughs musically was when I went from this group, Trip Shakespeare, mm-hmm. where where first of all our principles were very set. We rehearsed eight hours a day, five days a week, mm-hmm. and we mostly jammed. Mm-hmm. But it was like the jam is not over until we have to go home, you know? So, yeah. so it was very kind of almost like a nine to five job. Right. But what we were doing, and we were doing drugs, and it was very trippy and mm-hmm. v- and very kind of uh, improvisational. But we got really good at improvising. Then we'd go on stage and we'd we'd take every two or three minute song we had and turn it into like a 15 minute epic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my brother could do lyrics on the fly and it was all... But it was very worked on. And it got almost like... We all, we toured for like six years or seven years and it was almost like a burnout that set in. Mm-hmm. Like we were all just over overwhelmed by our work ethic. So when I started Semisonic, I decided we were going to have like no work ethic. Mm-hmm. It was going to be, if 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 I bring a song to the band and it s- sounds crappy after an hour, then I'm going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, like you said, like I'm not going to, we're not going to labor this yes. for like days. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna write a different song and bring it tomorrow Mm -hmm. and similarly with even with uh you know if something is like if we were and one of my other principles was if if uh if we're working on something and we all get frustrated we would walk down to the bar Mm. and have wine and then and then call it a night or Mm -hmm. whiskey or whatever our choice was and it was like it was almost like an anti-work ethic but it was but it forced me as a songwriter mm-hmm. to just be really prolific because I set up this rule where if it doesn't sound good, we're going to throw it away. Yeah. I'll bring a new song tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like uh, in keeping with that idea of like, well, it'll all come back anyway. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, those ideas will reemerge, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So so I guess I've kind of done it both ways.
0: Just to find it, you know, just to figure it out. Yeah. But it's great. And I I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing like all this this, the sort of like other side of it now, like which way you'll go now from Love Without Fear because it is so, you know, this is such a controlled expression yeah. of Dan Wilson. And yeah. so now let's see what, what the next thing is. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know? I am really, yeah, I'm, I'm interested too and I actually feel like it's definitely gonna, you know, probably like what happens is you labor and labor to find some sound and then you like spew it out. And it's this whole, to me, it's this whole brand new thing that I'm doing. And to everyone else is like, oh yeah, that same familiar sound that he always makes, you
0: know. No, but it's it's it, there's all it's all there's so many things in it, so it's got to be like a whole new thing, like yeah. it'll be a new discovery. Yeah, yeah so I yeah. think it's great. Cool. Thank you. Wow. Um, where can people find out about where you're performing and like where can they get the record and what like social media is this is our social media area. Yeah. So where can people find you online?
2: Um, I'm uh, I'm danwilsonmusic.com. For like tour dates, I'm gonna be in Europe uh, in uh, the fall. That's great. And uh, in and also in UK. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hoping to do a bunch more US shows in the fall too. Mm-hmm. So they could f- people could find that on on danwilsonmusic.com. And also I'm on Twitter. And what am I? Dan Wilson Music. Yeah. On Twitter. And then I, and then I have this Instagram uh, account. Which is actually just my, lately it's just my calligraphy, which is sort of strange. It's but beautiful. I, I, I'm, I take something that either I said or someone I know said or it's something that I want to share and I do a sort of old, ye old English kind of yeah. version of it yeah. and share it with people. I think that's I think that's Dan Wilson songwriter on, uh, on Instagram. On Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am on Instagram. I'm never on there, though. But I am on Twitter. I'm at Margaret Cho on Twitter. And where are you? Uh, I'm
1: at Jimmy Shelter.
0: And if you want to reach both of us, you can go to at Monsters of Talk. We are every Monday on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, You should leave us a review, and you should watch our YouTube channel.
1: YouTube.com slash Monsters of Talk.
0: And I'm just... I'm really encouraging people to get this record. I think Love Without Fear is a beautiful album. Thank you. And I feel, you know, like this is it's a really um, powerful, almost orchestral work of pop mm-hmm. genius mm-hmm. that people need to hear. And Thank you. it's it's a it's it's a funny thing because it's like, you know, you're so familiar to people's ears from all your different work and with different people over the years. But this yeah. is like your record. So it's like your chance to express it. Like so many different people have expressed your feelings. Now it's going to yeah. be you again. Yeah. So that's great.
2: Yeah, it's almost like I, I, like okay given the choice of how to sound I could sound like anything I want to mm-hmm. and I, but I want it to be something in particular and yeah. that that's what it, you know, this album is what I wanted to sound like it's so. beautiful thank you and
0: I love it cool. so thank you Dan Wilson and we love our listeners and we will talk to you next time
2: cool I, I remember the
1: song Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands oh
0: yeah of course which is the long long it's like 14 <laughs> it's minutes or something song, yeah.
1: and just all in one take
2: oh. but, um, and they all think it's gonna end any minute
1: yeah like this must be the end right <laughs> and then it keeps going did you ever make the trip to Hibbing
2: of course, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Every Dylan freak has to go to yeah, yeah. to his I've house. I've done every and, and
2: Dylan nerd thing possible. Walk through Dinky Town, and,
1: <laughs> and he must have been here and there. And, but Hibbing is kind of cool. I visited New York too. Oh yeah, <laughs> did you, did you go to the hospital to see what he got Because of, only because of Dylan,
2: <laughs> yeah. Only, that's the only reason to go to New York. Right?
1: <laughs> I love it. Thanks, mate. Cool.